Welcome to People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. My guest today is David Blake, co-founder and co-CEO of LearnIn. Its mission, they say, is to help workers navigate the skills gap by partnering with employers to identify and prepare for better fitting roles. We're going to talk about the evolution of learning, skills, and Amelia Earhart on this edition of People Tech. Hey, David, welcome. And can you tell me about LearnIn? Yeah. So LearnIn was born out of this paradox that we were seeing in the market, which is upskilling is um, universally ROI positive, and yet we're seeing companies do very little of it. So um, there's new numbers out kind of every month, but McKinsey's numbers are, there's roughly about 100 million Americans who have self-identified as feeling at risk of displacement in their work if they aren't upskilled in 18 months. So that is you know, about a third of the American workforce. And right now in America, we're upskilling 9 million people. So we're operating at about one-tenth of the equation. And if it's ROI positive, if you can spend $2 and get $5 back on upskilling as a company, as an individual, you should see the market start to kind of arbitrage that away, but we're not. And so we really wanted to dig in and to understand what are the barriers that are keeping organizations and individuals from being able to upskill and to do so at scale. So that was the mission of the organization. We um, have spent some time now in the market and can talk about the solutions that we've built to address that need. Um, let me start though, before we get to that is, um, you know, I was reading about, um, degree and, uh, book club, um, mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with degree, but, I'm, but not book club. And I guess the question I've got for them is what do they do and how do the, do the three of them work together? Yeah. yeah well, um, you know, First, I'd say to know me is to know, uh, I tell people I'm an education reformer by choice and an entrepreneur by necessity. And um, so the passion really is about education. And Degreed is the first company that I co-founded. And its mission, we say, is to jailbreak the college degree. But by that, what was meant is when you ask people, tell me about your education, inevitably, almost with a, you know, almost certainly they answer relative to college. Oh, you know, I'm a graduated from SMU. Oh, I, you know, I graduated in economics or even, oh, I didn't go to college. You ask someone, tell me about your education. That's how they'll answer. And that's absurd. If I were to ask you, Mark, tell me about your health. And you said, oh yeah, Dave, yeah. I ran a marathon 22 years ago. You know, that is an absurd way to answer for your health. Um, and it's not because marathons are absurd, but that is an absurdity is, and we all know it because what you did with your health and what you did with your education 10, 15, 20 years ago is, is so infinitesimally informing your health or your, or your knowledge, your education today. And, but we've been conditioned to it. And so that was Degreed's mission. And so what we started to do was to track people's learning, academic, professional, and informal learning 
so that they could have a lifetime reflection, a real-time reflection of their education. And corporations started using it so that they could see what their people were learning and who had what skills. Um, in many ways, LearnIn is, um, the distinction I would give here is, I'll use marathons again. Um, you know, these days getting on YouTube, there's some incredible resources. Get on there and watch a YouTube, a marathon training video about how to train for your marathon. But we all know that doesn't turn you into a marathon runner. It did make you smarter. You know, you are gaining knowledge. You, you are able to learn. That's not the same thing as becoming a marathon runner. And that's the distinction I would give between learning and skilling is just like actually becoming a marathon runner is a much larger, longer, harder ordeal of which knowledge is a subcomponent, but so is nutrition and so is strategy and so is repetition. And so is just putting in the training and the hours. Upskilling is a bigger, harder problem than learning. Knowledge is a subcomponent of upskilling, but uh, World Economic Forum, their number is, it takes on average 480 hours to learn a new skill. And it costs on average $24,800. It's just a bigger, longer, harder problem. And so, you know, where Degreed was all about organizing the world's learning resources and helping you track those, LearnIn is all about helping you to upskill. And then finally, um, book club. So you can see the relation a bit um, degreed and, and learn in. Um, book club in many ways is, um, uh, it was born out of the desire, I care about education broadly. And both degreed and learn in were very kind of career oriented, helping people in their careers and their skills. But is our, I mean, as a country, but also broader um, globally as a society, as we've continued to devolve um, into increase nationalism and racism and extremism, and tribalism, and uh, you know, I really came to want to have a positive impact on that equation. And if you step back and understand what do all those things hold in common, misinformation and racism and nationalism and political extremism, at some level, they all, um, you know, what they all have in common is a lack of empathy and some level of ignorance. And it's hard to legislate away ignorance. You know, at some, some level, the only thing that can overcome ignorance is education. But what kind of education? And that's a very different kind of education, the kind of education that can challenge someone's worldview. And to do so safely enough that they're actually willing to consider it. They're actually willing to change their position. You know, how do you help someone walk a mile in someone's shoes? That's just a very different kind of education. And so when I started thinking about, well, how can I work on that kind of education? It led me to think about, well, one of the best things we've ever invented as humans is the power of great literature and uh, the written word and its ability to move us. So Book Club was born to scale the power of great literature and the conversations that um, can be sparked by it. And so um, we've built the platform to be a platform for people to engage around great literature, to engage the author, to lead book clubs by the authors themselves um, in many cases, and to be able to scale those kind of um, worldview challenging conversations.
The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel. Welcome to Don't Retire, Graduate, the podcast that asks you what you want to be when you grow up so you can graduate into retirement with a purpose and a passion, whether you're 25, 85, or any age in between. Gain actionable financial and mindset tips from your favorite authors, podcasters, and influencers to help you reach that exciting next chapter. Listen now and start building your path to financial freedom and reframing what retirement can mean to you. This is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate. Now, you know, there's so much talk about skills today, and it seems to be coming from everywhere. It's coming from, you know, analysts, executives, um, the skills is a crisis. What are we going to do about it? We have to offer better learning options. So how's that all impacting you? Is it? Yeah, um, the half-life of skills has fallen dramatically. So that's true for now kind of all of us. It's almost inescapable, you know, at this point, almost almost um, inescapable. So irrespective of your profession or kind of what your formal training was in, you know, just the, the skill base required to do almost anything is um, diminishing the, the half-life of it. And so, yeah, it's relevant to all of us. I think to steal from Thomas Friedman, um, he, he makes the argument in the book, thank you for being late, um, that 2007 was the year at which the rate at which um, technology was scaling had outpaced the rate at which humanity could adapt. And if you take that kind of framework, that thesis, and, and I will restate it slightly, which is, you know, 2007 is then roughly the year in which technology, the rate at which technology is scaling has outpaced the rate at which humanity can learn. And that's what's driving this ever widening skills gap. So there's only one country left in the world who's not facing a skills gap and that's India because of enough of their population is still rising kind of into the middle class and and the, the rate of educational attainment in India. But otherwise every single country in the world has a skills gap and it's growing. And right now we have no expectation, zero, none. There is no expectation that it'll ever close ever again. It's getting bigger every day. It's getting bigger every week. It's getting bigger every month. It's getting bigger every year because those lines are diverging. The rate at which technology can scale has outpaced the rate at which humanity can learn. And so there's good news and bad news in that environment. Um, Last thing I'll say, I'll give it back to you, but um, you know, in that environment, sort of the, the challenge is, is it's a diverging world. It's a world in which the haves, the skilled, the educated are able to continue to um, benefits accrue. And it's a world in which as the skill gap gets bigger, it's a world in which the, the haves, the uneducated, the unskilled um, have less. But the, the inverse of that and the good news, sort of the silver lining is 
because that's a context in which the value of skills and the value of education is going up and up and up and up. And so that's the good news that we're in this environment where it's very ROI positive to educate people. It's very ROI positive to skill people. And so, you know, we've got to mobilize to that um, because to be left behind in that skills gap uh, is, is of dire consequence. And that's true of an individual. That's true of a company. That's true of a country. If you get sort of, if you start to fall behind in this, in this skills gap, it's of dire consequence. So when you're building these products, who are you thinking of? Are you thinking of the, the end user? Are you thinking about someone who's, you know, up the totem pole a bit from them or? Yeah, really build for the person, the human, the learner. Um, you know, there's a LearnIn's logo is a propeller of an airplane, and that's an ode to Amelia Earhart, who's kind of our company's hero. As you think about the skills gap, it's a great chasm. Who's who has crossed gate great chasms, you know, in history, and and we chose Amelia Earhart as um, kind of our inspiration. But she has a quote that I love, which was, you know, my flying was always solo, but the preparation for it wasn't. And, you know, there's kind of a truth to that, which is education is kind of a team sport. Um, but the journey to actually make it on the journey is you. You've got to go on that journey. So you really have to meet the, the product has to meet the individual and it has to work at the individual level to sustain someone to go back to that stat. 480 hours is the average time it takes to develop a new skill. You know, and so um, that's really, I think, uh, where success is found, how you make a great product is to build for the person who's, you know, going to spend the dozens, if not hundreds of hours, you know, in it. You know, we talked about skills and, you know, what it's doing in the world. Let me ask about COVID. You know, that, that's, that's beat up the economy some. It's changed um, a lot of corporate thinking, as it were. Um, how is it, first, what have you seen, you know, out there, um, you know, how, how it's impacting learning and attitudes toward learning is the first question. Yeah, I think a lot of interesting ways, you know, it did bring some kind of leverage back to, um, the individual, to the employee, which I think is probably, a um, in the rebalancing, very important. One of the things though, that we've seen is. You know, we're in this um, the macroeconomic environment, even as it is inflationary it's, um, and potentially recessionary, it's, we're in a very tight labor market and a tight labor market actually contributes to inflation. But um, you know, and what that has contributed to and, and behind that, the skills gap is growing. And so what we're seeing is the tolerance for training people is going up. You know, it used to be always just so hard in the decision between I can hire someone and have them here, you know, six weeks from now, or I can train someone and they'll be ready for the, you know, new role nine months from now. Companies just always, you know, we're addicted to the immediacy of hiring and often very unwilling to kind of have the discipline of actually upskilling. And we're finally starting to see that shift a bit with the labor market being as it is just so tight. There's just not enough people, you know, and we see it everywhere from, you know, going out to, you know, get lunch um, or get a coffee, you know, all the way up to, um, 
you know, sort of uh, the top of every industry. So I think that that's over the long arc, I'm, I'm very encouraged by that, that companies are starting to take more seriously and earnestly the work of investing over a long arc in someone's development and doing internal mobility versus just always hiring. So, you know, it sounds like when companies are talking about skills and the importance of that whole situation, it sounds like you think they mean it. Um, yeah, increasingly, I actually do. Yeah. Courage that way. David, thank you very much. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time and the thoughtful questions. And if, you know, anything else comes up, um, feel free to reach out by email and um, be quick to respond. My guest today has been David Blake, co-founder and co-CEO of Learning, and this has been PeopleTech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcasts.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out. Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told. The Friday Reporter Podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers. Join me every Friday to hear more.